This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to Body Matters. This is Alana Willifair. And I will be chatting to you today about a topic about faith. And I believe that faith is such a fundamental principle of God's kingdom. And the word of God says that it's impossible to please God without faith. So I trust you all had a wonderful week. And yeah, that this will be a nice um, time to end off the year and that you will be so encouraged and blessed with the word. And I just want to start off by explaining to you what is faith. So according to the Oxford Dictionary, faith is putting your complete trust in someone or something. And it's a synonym of the word believe. So faith actually means to believe. And if we are putting it in a Christian perspective, we put our faith in God. So the minute we accept Jesus in our hearts, we took the first step of faith. We chose at that moment to put our trust, as I said, in the unseen God And we believe that we were saved. Now think about it. You know, how do we actually put our trust in a God or our belief or faith in the God we haven't seen? And I think this is such a big um, aspect in in the kingdom of God. You know, we, when we got saved, we obviously heard about it by someone else or we saw someone else um, testify or we were invited to church um, or we heard the word somewhere. And that is how we put our faith in God because of someone else's testimony. And I just want to stipulate on that point how important it is that we as Christians represent Jesus Christ because it's God who lives within us and it's only through us that other people will um, either accept God or not accept God. And that is the first step of faith. So Romans 10, 9 to 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe it with all your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. So what does the word say here? It says that we need to believe in our hearts um, and we need to confess it with our mouths. So that is faith in action. So faith is a gift from God. In Ephesians 2 verse 8 it says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God. So It is through faith in Christ that you have been saved. It also says that faith does not come from us, but it's a gift from God. Faith is not something that is produced by man. You know, it is God working in you. Even before you got saved, it was God working in you to believe that he exists and I just want to back that up by John fifteen sixteen that says, 
you did not choose me. And this is Jesus. This is God speaking. But I chose you and appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. And that is in Hebrews 12, 2. Um, it says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. You see, the work the Lord started in us, the faith that he started in us, he will bring to completion. And this is just to stipulate that faith does not come from us. It's a gift from God. It's God who stirs faith in us. It's he who perfects that faith in us. And as we grow in righteousness and in the fruits of the Spirit, so our faith will also increase because the Lord says he is the perfecter of our faith. If we look at faith, we can see that faith is a principle. It's a kingdom principle. And one of one of these one of the most important principles in God's kingdom besides love is faith you see we now belong when we give our lives to Jesus we belong to the kingdom of heaven and no longer to the kingdom of darkness we have access to the spiritual realm through the Holy Spirit that lives within us. You see, the principle of faith does not lo no longer allow us to focus on what is on the physical or the physical eye, but it is focused on something that is much more higher and powerful than ourselves, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we become more focused on the spiritual than on the physical. And we put our trust in something far greater than ourselves, than this world. Think about it. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ and we chose to believe, we didn't see God. We never experienced God. We chose to believe him. And it's because of that faith that we have we, we now belong to a, not just a physical realm, but a, a supernatural realm. So what is faith according to the word of God? It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So faith is hoping and trusting for a good outcome. And the word of God says in Romans 1.17, it says, the righteous will live by faith. You see, as Christians, we are the righteousness of Christ and faith becomes the new lifestyle of the righteousness. You know, as Christians, we cannot live without faith. It actually says that without faith, we cannot please God. You know, faith is the essence of our, of our belief system. As Christians. So it says, let me read again in Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is hoping and trusting, as I said, for a good outcome, even though we cannot see it in the physical realm yet. Faith is to be totally convinced that something we are hoping for will materialize even though in the natural it has not manifested yet. 
You see, can you see that in order to have faith, we need hope? So what is hope? Hope is the state of mind that believes and desires a positive outcome. Hope is determined by what we choose to believe and visualize in our minds. And that brings me to the scripture of Proverbs 23, 27 that says, So a man thinks in his heart, so he is. You know, faith is so powerful. It's so, it's powerful if we can believe it will, it will come to pass. And that is my next question. What is faith for? Why do we need faith? But let's just take a short break and then we'll come back. Welcome back. This is Alana Willifier with Body Matters. And I'm chatting about the subject of faith. What is faith and why do we need faith? So let's talk about what do we need faith for? You know, as children of the king, we have privileges and rights that we never had before we got saved. And you know that God has it unlimited. He has unlimited resources available to us or for us from heaven. And we become so dependent on our Father and not on the world for all our provision and needs. So when we have faith... We become dependent on Father God to supply us and give us what we need instead of looking at the world. You see, in Philippians 4.19 it says, The Lord will supply all my needs according to His riches and of His glory in Jesus Christ. You see, in the Lord's Prayer, He also said that we should pray. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, let those things that are in heaven manifest on earth. And this means that we have now access to heavenly things. So let me explain this. God has got so much for us. You know, as children of the living God, we've got benefits. And these benefits are healing. God says he, he, he wants to heal us. You know, if we look at heaven, is anyone sick in heaven? No. Is anyone lacking anything in heaven? No. Is anyone hopeless in heaven? No. You see, God wants to bring heaven on earth. He wants us to live life and life in abundance, not just one day when we are in heaven, but he wants us to live a life on earth more in abundantly. God wants to bring what is in heaven to earth. He's got everything for us. Everything is available to us. But there is a key. And as money is the currency of this world, faith becomes our currency of obtaining the things that we need from our Heavenly Father. Believing equals receiving. You know, when we pay for something in the natural, when we go to the shop and we want to purchase something, we expect to get what we, are, what we paid for. And as we ask the Lord for anything, 
God is saying, ask me for anything and I will give it to you. But it says, whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. In other words, if you believe that I can give it to you, I will give it to you, I will give it to you. See, we can ask God for things that we want, but God will always give us what we need. You know, sometimes we're really faithing for something or really trusting God for something. You know, God will only give that to us if it is motivated by love. You know, if we ask God for something and we have the wrong motives, we cannot, or we're sinning, or we've got sin in our life, um, you know that it hinders our prayers. Um, It prevents us from receiving what God has for us. So sometimes when we ask God, he doesn't always give it to us. As I said, he will give us something when our motives are pure, when it will benefit us. And, our, and and his kingdom. Now, if we look at Matthew 6, 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So the key is seeking to live a righteous life so that whatever you ask him, the Lord, he will give it to you. And I just want to read a few scriptures just to Back this up. In Matthew 18, 22, it says, And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And another word for faith is if you believe. In Matthew 5, 34, it says, Jesus said to the woman, You are now well because of your faith. You see, she received healing because she believed, because she had faith. And in Matthew 9, 29, it says, according to your faith, it will be done to you. You see, there are many more scriptures in the word regarding faith. And it seems as if the Lord needs our faith, which is our part in receiving from him. And if we look in Matthew 13, the Lord could not perform any miracles in Nazareth Because of the people's unbelief, they never had the faith to receive the miracles from God. Why? Because they grew up with him. They saw him. They just never um, thought that he could do anything. He couldn't perform miracles. You know, so faith must be an important key for us to access that which we need to receive from him. You know, are you asking God for a miracle today? Are you trusting God for a breakthrough? Are you, you know, asking God for what, whatever it can be? If we don't believe, if we ask God and we don't believe that he can give it, give it to us, then we don't have faith. And God requires that we have faith in order to receive a miracle. You know, I believe God can do miracles without our faith. But just remember that scripture where the the um the the Lord instructs, you know, any one of you who are sick, go to the elders of the church and um let them lay hands on you. Let them pray for you um because of their faith. You see, someone needs to have faith in order for a miracle to happen. 
in order for your breakthrough to come through, for order, in order for your sickness, you know, to be healed. And God wants us to ask. Because he says, ask me, that is your and my responsibility to ask. And then God will stir up the faith. Because remember, faith doesn't come from us. It comes from God. Then he says, believe that I can do it for you. And God wants us to depend on him. You see, we are not dependent when we are Christians, we are not dependent on this world any longer to supply us of our needs. We look to Father God, Jesus, who is our all. I mean, he's Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. He's our provider. He wants to provide all our needs. So he says, ask, believe. That means have faith. And it will be given to you. And just remember, according to the will of God. You know, sometimes we, there are people that saying, Oh Lord, I, um, I'm trusting God for a nice big house. And I'm trusting God for, you know, um, a lot of things. But sometimes those things, it's not important to God. It might be important to us. And I believe God wants to bless us with everything there is with every spiritual blessing but if our motives for asking God is wrong we cannot expect God to bless us with it so on that note let's go on to the next question which says how can we exercise our faith you know our faith develops and strengthens as we walk and spend intimate time with Father God and his word Remember that faith is produced by standing on the word of God. And Romans 10, 17 says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. The more we spend time in the Bible, listening to sermons, spending time in his presence, our faith is being built up daily and the word of God becomes the truth in our lives. You know, faith is the opposite of fear. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. But when we have faith, we believe. You know, when you have faith, you can believe what God says about you. That's why it says faith comes from hearing the word of God. Sometimes we need to stir up faith in ourselves. And the word says the only way you can stir up faith is to spend time in the Word of God, spend time with Him, look at the promises of God so that we will know the truth. Because the minute we believe a lie, it is the opposite of having faith. So I'll touch on that just now. Faith is when we line up our thoughts with God's thoughts. Okay, so what His Word says about our situation so whatever situation you find yourself in, I know there's always a scripture in the Bible that can help you, that can encourage you. And when you meditate on that, you know, when you start lining up your thoughts with God's thoughts, you can be like Abraham, fully convinced of God's promises. You know, that causes us to believe what God says about our circumstances 
or our situation so that we may be fully convinced thereof. You know, we need to be reminded of the word of God. We need to be reminded that God is a good God. We need to choose to believe what God says. You know, and I'm going to give you a bit of my testimony later on. But sometimes it's making that choice to believe what God says, no matter what you think, no matter what you feel, no matter what what things look around you or how things look around you or what chaos you're in. In the midst of all of that, we need to choose to believe what he says. And there's that scripture that says um, um, we need to keep our eyes fixed on him. It says, you keep him in perfect peace. His mind is fixed on you because he trusts in you. You know, keep your eyes on the word of God, on what Jesus says about your situation, even when you cannot see it in the physical. You see, when we, when we trust in the, in the supernatural, it will manifest in the natural. First, trust God. First, Tap into him and trust him that it will manifest. Sometimes we need to put our faith in action. It's not always enough to just believe what he says. We need to put it in action. And James 2.17 says, faith without works is dead. This means that we can act with accordance to what we are trusting God for. You know, we need to speak and declare as if it is already done. And just to give an example, I mean, I've I've picked up some weight and every time I say, oh, I've picked up and and then I thought, no, I'm trusting God to lose weight. So then I have to declare it. So every time I feel that way, I said, no, thank you, Lord. I will lose this weight. Thank you, God. You're all going to help me. So it's no longer... You need to line up your words with what you believe, your actions with what you believe, because that is faith in action. Because there's no use trusting God for something. And then you are what you speak is in completely the opposite. You know that our words are so powerful. It prophesies our destinies. We speak it out in the spiritual realm. And what we speak out in the spiritual realm will eventually manifest in the natural. Therefore, whatever you're trusting God for, whatever the faith is that you're believing in for, line up your words, line up your actions as if God has already done it. Okay, so when we have faith... The minute you know that you are stepping into faith, faith produces peace. You know, when we walk in this kind of faith, you'll also experience his peace and a supernatural knowing that you're operating in his will. And whatever we are asking him for, it will be done. Um, And I just want to... I'm just it just makes me think of that scripture um, and I think it's in Philippians that says be anxious for nothing but in prayer and supplication lay your request before the Lord then thank him and then it says and his peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind you know ask God then choose to believe thank him that he's already done it for you 
And then the Lord says, His peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind. And you know, the minute that you step into God's will, when you line your thoughts up with God's thoughts, what He says about your situation, not the enemy, you will experience God's peace. And it's in Isaiah 26 verse 3, and I've mentioned this before. It says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on you because he trusts in you. And another word for trust, another synonym for faith is trust or believe. You can actually say, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on you because he believes in you. You know, we also look at the armor of God in Ephesians 6.16. It says, take up the shield of faith to, ex- to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know, the minute we take up our shield of faith, you know that the enemy, no matter what lies he wants to bring against you, He cannot bring it against you. And therefore we need to put the armor of God on. You know, the enemy will come if we are trusting God for something, whether it's a promise, whether it's for healing. You know, the enemy will always come with the opposite. He will always try and steal your faith. You know, when you're trusting God, maybe the enemy will say to me, and from my own experience, the enemy will come and say, do you really think God's going to heal you? You know, you're not going to make it. But the minute you, and all of a sudden you feel anxious, you feel fearful, you let your shield of faith down. But the minute you spend time in the Word, the minute you spend time with God, and He says, no, Lana, my my plans are to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. I sent my Word to heal you and deliver you from destruction. The minute we start stepping into the Word of God and speaking it out, we lift our shield of faith again. And you know why the enemy wants to steal your faith? Because he knows that even if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, You can move mountains. You can overcome. You can receive what God has for you. And you know, I believe that the Lord wants to take us to new levels of faith. I believe that the Lord wants to take us to a point in our walk with Him where our faith is without doubt and waver, being totally convinced that He can do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. It is His power in us. God wants to increase our faith. The more we spend time with Him, the more our faith is strengthened because He says He is the perfecter of our faith. You see, God can only take us as far as our imaginations or visions take us. And this is coming back to that thing where I said, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You know, when you're hoping for something, you can see it in your mind. Imagine now if you're sick and you've got hope and you trust in God and you have faith, you can see yourself getting up. You can see yourself being healed. You can see yourself doing great things. You can see yourself living a long life, seeing your grandchildren. That is your vision. And God can only take you 
as far as your imagination stretch, because that is the measure of your faith. And the word says he will give you only according to the measure of your faith. You see, therefore, we need to dream big. The word says that we do not have because we do not ask. And that is in James 4.2. We must not limit God in what he is able to do in our lives. You know, sometimes you ask God for a little, but God says, ask me for anything, anything. I believe I can do it. Believe me that I can do it for you. As far as your imagination can stretch, what do you want to do in your life? What are your dreams? Give them to God. Tell him about it. Have faith. God, say, I have faith that you can do this in my life. You know that God plants those desires in your heart. You know, your dreams are not from you. It's dreams from God. He wants to materialize it in your life. He wants you to accomplish great things. He wants you to be set free. He wants you to be healed. But the only way that you can receive it is to believe it. The Lord needs us. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You see, faith in our Lord makes us already overcomers of the world. In Romans 8.37 says, Despite all things, overwhelming victory is ours through Jesus Christ who loves us. It's faith that can move mountains. I was thinking about it the other day, and I thought, wow, we don't actually need to do anything. All we need to do is ask God, believe it, and step out in faith and do it. But on that, let us take a short break. Welcome, if you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, this is Alana Willifee with my program called Body Matters. And I've been chatting about faith. What is faith? Why do we need faith? And what I want to talk about right now is how can we receive faith? You know, in Matthew 17, 20, it says, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, we need to get to the reality of this, that nothing, as Christians, nothing is impossible for us if we have faith. And God is just requiring from us a faith as small as a mustard seed. And then I want to read Mark 23, 24. That says, Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. Everything. Everything is possible. Everything that you and I want to achieve, if it's according to the will of God, he will give it to us. But he requires from us to believe, and believe means to have faith. We need to have faith. You know, sometimes our faith is weak. You know, we don't always have the faith. Sometimes we struggle to have the faith. 
but we can ask God to help us. And it says here, when, when he said immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me with my unbelief. You know that we can ask God to help us with our unbelief. You know, when you're battling to believe something that God, you know, will heal you or he will come through for you. And you know, you and I, from what I've told you, we need faith in order for that miracle to take place. And faith means that we need to choose to believe. And sometimes it's a struggle. It's a struggle to believe. But God is the one that gives us faith because he says that faith is a gift from God. He is the perfecter of our faith. So we can ask him. You know, we can say, Lord, I am really, really struggling to believe you. That you can do this for me. Please help me with my unbelief. Please help me to believe. Please give me an extra measure of faith. We can ask God for faith and he will give it to us because it's a gift from God. And if we look at it in 2 Timothy 3.13, it says, even if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful since he cannot deny himself. Sometimes we are faithless. And I remember once um, being at a mall going through, and I've probably shared this so many times on radio before, but there was a time where I really struggled. I really struggled. I was saying, you know, this Christianity is not for me anymore. I can't do this anymore. And I was standing in a mall and I was talking to the Lord <laughs> and, a, and a guy, or I think it's a girl, walked past with a t-shirt on and it says, and at the back of the t-shirt it said, keep the faith. Keep the faith. You and I need to keep the faith. All we have is Jesus. This world will soon pass away, but we still need to walk. We don't live in a physical world. We live in a spiritual world too. And that spiritual world is more real than the physical world. And the spiritual world operates in faith. Therefore, we need to keep the faith. You know, where we are weak, God is strong. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He knows we are weak. He knows we just grasp that will wither away. But God will help us if we call out to him. And even if we are faithless, the Lord is still faithful. He will still do what he has promised. You know, sometimes God has given us promises and we sometimes don't always believe that promises. It's like, when is this promise going to come through, Lord? We doubt. But God says that he's a God that cannot lie and his promises are yes and amen. So that means that promise will still come to pass because God is true to his word and true to his name. It says, without, and I want to repeat the scripture in Hebrews eleven six that says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. In other words, God is saying, you must believe that I am real. And if you ask me anything according to my will, I will give it to you. 
And I just want to share one or two testimonies with you. And I've probably shared this before, but I've also been at a place where I've been sick. And I know that when you are sick or you're going, you get a bad report from the doctor or whatever it is, even though you're a Christian, you know, we we battle. You know, the enemy will come in and he will say a lot of things that will bring in anxiety and fear. He will lie to us. He will say to us, you've got no hope. You're not going to make it. God will never heal you. Why? Look how many people has died that God didn't heal. And the enemy will come in with a lot of things that will make one anxious. And I remember during that time of being ill, being anxious, and then going to the Word of God, and then meditating on the Word of God, then all of a sudden I'll have peace. And I was like, thank you, Lord, you're going to heal me. And it went on for quite a while. And then one day the Lord said to me something so profound. And he said to me, Alana, your healing will be activated when you choose to believe me. And I thought I did believe. And I was trusting him. But did I believe? Did I truly believe? And I remember from that day onwards, my whole prayer changed. And I said to the Lord, Lord, thank you that you are going to heal me. I just don't know when. So every time I would experience pain or discomfort, whenever that, that feelings of anxiety, whatever would want to come, I say, no, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're going to heal me. Thank you. I'm just waiting for you. And the word says that we need to speak those things into existence as if they exist. Now that is putting your faith now in action. Nothing has happened. My body's still in pain. I'm choosing to believe God. Now I'm putting my faith in action by speaking positively, speaking in line with it. I'm not lying. I still am in pain. But I'm saying thank you already for what he's going to do. And those are small ways in which we can put our faith in action. And God did heal me. I went to a conference um, I was three years struggling with, with an issue. I went for a, a healing conference. They prayed for me. My faith was so stirred up already. By the time I got there, they prayed for me. They asked me, do you believe that God can do it? And I said, yes. And the minute I got into that car and I went home, the pain was gone and it never came back again. And I give God all honor and glory because the key to receiving is faith. And another testimony um, of faith, you know that faith is a, um, it's a gift from the Spirit, just like words of knowledge and words of wisdom. We also get a gift for, for certain things. You get a gift of faith. And I remember a friend of mine phoned me um, that was probably about a year or two ago, and said that her sister was um, had an injury. Um, I can't remember all the details, but it was like a stroke. And her sister was in hospital. And all of a sudden, I started freaking out, and I was starting to pray, Lord. And all of a sudden, after about five minutes of praying, I just had peace. And I knew, as I knew, as I knew, and I can't explain it. I knew that she was going to be 100%. So I ended up going to the hospital. I anointed her. She was, at that stage, she was still out. 
Um, and I said to her, you will do everything you did before. You will be completely healed. And it was a week after that she woke up. There was nothing wrong with her. Today she's fine. She still does things that dive. She's an outdoor radical sport person. She does everything. And the doctor said, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. And it's because of the gift of faith. Sometimes God will give you in the midst of a storm the gift of faith just to know. It's a knowing. I will get out of this and knowing everything is going to be fine. And that is the gift of faith. But I'm at the end of the program and I just want to encourage you. Encourage you, if it's listening, I, I really trust that this word has ministered to your heart and really stirred up your faith. You see, whatever you're trusting God for, whether it's healing, financial breakthrough, even the smallest thing, God, God knows everything. You know, God will give it to you if you choose to believe that he will do it as long as your motives are good. As long as what you're asking for is according to his will. And it says in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 2, you know, if you have faith that can move mountains, but you do not have love, you are nothing. And I want to say faith for the right things. You know, not for things like, oh, you know, things that we can impress others with, but true faith, really trusting God. Believe it. And according to your faith, he will give it to you. So I just want to end off with prayer. So Father God, I thank you for every single listener out here today. You know their needs. You know everything that they are trusting you for. Whether it's for healing God. Whether it's for a financial breakthrough. Whether it's for a job. Whether it's just to get food on the table. Lord, whatever the need is, Lord, no matter how big or how small, Father, I pray that you will stir in them the gift of faith. Help them to believe. Help them to trust you. Help them to step out in faith, Father. God, I pray that you will take these listeners to a new level of faith, that they will have no doubt, that they will not be tossed and turned like a wave, Father, but they will be totally convinced, like Abraham, of your promises, your goodness, that you are a good God. You want to give them. You want to supply them with their needs. So, Father, touch them today. And for those of, of you who haven't given your life to the Lord, you know that's the first step of faith, to put your, your life in an unseen God. And today I want to ask, and I want to stir up your faith, to put your faith in God. And if you feel that you've backslidden or you drifted from God, or maybe you're listening to this program for the first time and you want to commit your life to the Lord, just repeat after me. Father God, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Today I choose 
to make you Lord and God over my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Wash me clean with your blood. Thank you for what you did on the cross for my sins. I surrender my life to you. Fill me with your faith, with your hope, with your joy. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you've given your life to the Lord today, choose to believe that God exists and believe that God, with God nothing, is impossible. He will look after you. He will supply all your needs according to his riches in heaven. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. Whatever you're asking him for today, believe it and he will give it to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Unfortunately, this is the end of my program and I really look forward to seeing you all next Saturday at the same time. So have a beautiful and blessed week from me, Alana Willie for you. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.